Thanks for tuning in to the Lauren Bronson Experience. This is episode 34 of the podcast. And upon recording this episode, actually, the same day that I recorded this episode, I am actually doing an interview with someone for my next week's episode. So I'm really excited to bring that episode to you guys. But unfortunately, because I'm recording it the same day I'd normally be publishing it, I, I couldn't, you know, turn it around that quickly, edit it, make sure all the kinks are out before I publish it. So it's going to be coming up next week. But today's episode is about the truth about entrepreneurship. Because entrepreneurship's been hailed as a new fad as of late, and a lot of people are looking at it through rose-colored glasses. So I'd like to talk to you about the truth about entrepreneurship and what really goes into being an entrepreneur. It's not going to be a lot of glitz and glamour. It's going to be very honest. I'll tell you my experience, and you guys can still decide, I guess, when you're done listening to me, whether being an entrepreneur is something you want to seek out. Because a lot of people think they know what it's about, but I don't think they really do. So I'll share my experience from my starting to where I am at now. And you guys, let me know what you think on Twitter or Instagram. You know my stuff. It's Space Tree Hub, or you can reach me out at El Brainstein. I'd love to hear what you guys think. But let's get into the episode. So I wrote a bunch of show notes like I normally do, but I'm going to read some of the notes and just go off the cuff as well. That's what makes this podcast such an intimate experience. So you know, entrepreneurship is a new fad among many young individuals. The idea of being your own boss and living that Wolf of Wall Street lifestyle you know it's that the living on top of the horse high on the horse where you can throw money off of a boat and think no one cares because you just have so much money and influence that no matter what you do you're untouchable that good fellas mindset was popular in the 90s because a lot of movies like casino and scarface came out where these people were had uber power you know they had so much power and influence that no matter what they did they were untouchable it's it's coming back again and a lot of that i think is being your own boss becoming an entrepreneur you know, leaving the nine to five and shutting down after a day's work because you're working for someone from nine to five and after five o'clock ends, like Fred Flintstone who pulls the uh, bird, you know, his day's over. Now it's just up to him, whatever he wants to do with the rest of his day. That is not how entrepreneurs think. Entrepreneurs are always on. And some people don't want that mentality. They want to shut off at five o'clock and they don't want to have to continue to think about work long after work is done. So that's why you can't look down on people that have office jobs, jobs that work nine to five. Number one, those are the same people that are making your coffee. Those are the same people that fix your cars. Those are the same people that you call when you have to complain about Rogers or anything else. So those people we need as much as we need anybody else. So something you need to get out of your head immediately is if someone chooses to have a nine to five and they choose to shut down after five o'clock, there's nothing wrong with that. If anything, those people need to be embraced. We need people on both sides of the spectrum, or we wouldn't have innovation, or we wouldn't have all the wonderful luxuries that we have today. So before you think that being an entrepreneur puts you ahead of people that work nine to five, that's not true at all. It's the same playing field, you guys are on the same level. You need to show respect to people that put in the effort to build someone else's dream. That's absolutely okay, because it's a team effort and nothing can be built alone. Following the other side of the spectrum, the people like myself that just can't see themselves working a nine-to-five job. We make the sacrifice to work more hours, have less downtime for a bigger payoff. Now, a lot of people think they want this, but I want you to pay attention to my language because I use the word think. Now, I want to discuss the truth of what goes into being an entrepreneur. Now, the first thing I want to cover is something that I feel not enough people talk about, and that's it's a lonely road. When you decide to become an entrepreneur, you're taking on the responsibility to build something from the ground up. Unlike having a 9-to-5 job, 
You have no direction. You have no blueprints when you first start. You better have a strong vision, a North Star in your mind. As I've spoken about a North Star in one of my previous episodes, that means a goal. A goal that is so founded in reality, so founded in your vision that no matter what happens, you st- no matter how many times you get knocked down or no matter how many things fail or don't go your way, you still know I'm closer to my goal and every action that you take and every minute of your day is spent trying to achieve that goal. That's your North Star and that's what I spoke about. If you want to listen to one of my previous episodes, I go more in depth into that. But by having that, it keeps you grounded and it, it sort of lays out the blueprints that normally you don't have when you're an entrepreneur because otherwise you're just sitting at home or wherever you go to work day after day and you don't really know what direction you're going and you're going in a million different directions and it gets incredibly overwhelming that way. This is not to say that entrepreneurship is mostly negative. Quite the opposite in my opinion. Many of my friends and family, they love the social atmosphere of the office. I've had conversations with my family, my very close friends, even my girlfriend and they all tell me things like I love working in a group setting and that's okay, this is very understandable. I linked an article uh, in the blog portion of this podcast. I, I, I do a podcast where I speak, and then I also write it, and you can see that on spacetree.ca. And there's an article, a link there for an article that shows seven separate studies to prove how we're wired and conditioned to work in a group setting. So it's against our nature to want to work alone in reality. We're meant to want to thrive in a group setting. So that doesn't mean that a one-person company is impossible to build but it's against our nature and you need to understand that. You need to come to terms with the idea that many days it will be quiet and you'll have no one to bounce your ideas off of. A few ways that I've learned to overcome this is by scheduling music throughout the day. Allow it to play in the background or even call people that are close to me that have free time because they're on their break or they're willing to talk to me while they're at work because they have that freedom and just talk to them about what's going on. Because you can still, even though they're not in your industry, maybe you can just get a, you know, a human being's interpretation of whatever you're going through. You don't need to be, talk to another person in your industry. You just need to talk to someone because we're wired and conditioned to want to be social animals. If you're feeling really overwhelmed and lonely, I find stepping away for a moment. It may allow you to gain a little bit more clarity into the problem you were hoping to solve. You have to understand that ruminating inside your head all day You'll just find yourself bouncing off the walls. But you can take solace in the fact that this is normal to feel this way, especially when you're alone. So going for a walk or talking to a close friend should help clear the mental cobwebs and get you back to where you were before you started feeling like this. Another thing that's very difficult that I don't feel many people talk about being an entrepreneur is you are the sole reason for any of your success and more importantly, your failures and setbacks. You need to come to the realization that you're the sole reason behind your failures. It's hard to admit that at first, but you can't blame other people that don't see value in your business. You're not giving them enough confidence to part with their money. Do you understand how scary that is to give a random stranger that approaches you their money just because you say that you're going to do a service for them? You're going to approach many potential clients, expecting them to say yes and see value in the business that you see in yourself. But in reality, this rarely happens. You're going to have to knock on a lot of doors before someone cares enough about your business to part with one of their most important assets, their money. Now, I'm not saying this to discourage you. 
to be honest with you, this is the ultimate acid test. If you have the gall to push through the majority of no's until you finally hear a yes and still wish to continue, then maybe you are cut out for entrepreneurship. But really, only time will tell, as working for yourself has worn down many, both mentally and physically. Many people far more talented than you or I have broken to its pressure. It's not about having intelligence. It's about having the fortitude to keep pushing in the face of adversity. Those that succeed as entrepreneurs don't necessarily do so because they were smart. They succeed because they never gave up. Now, this is the last thing I have written, and I feel it's very important, and that's you really have to love what you do. The term, like, love what you do is thrown around a lot, but in reality, it's because this mentality stands the test of time. When you're working for someone, you're given orders, a roadmap, if you will, of how and where to go to finish the objective at hand. When you work alone, though, you're not given anything, really, except for your thoughts. There's no blueprints, as I said previously. Like, I'm sure you can design a plan of action, but it's not, it's not a piece that fits into a much larger puzzle. You are the front line. You are the back line. Many people await instructions on what to do next. When you decide to start your own business, you're the shot caller, the general, and the soldier at the same time. If you're only in business to make money, you'll burn out extremely fast. I can assure you that. I know many people, people I went to school with, my very close friends, people that have much more of an education than I do, and they were in it just to make money. They wanted to sell t-shirts, they wanted to sell hats, they wanted to sell makeup products, they wanted to sell anything, courses, you know, their gurus, whatever it is. They're always in it to make money. They're not in it for the passion, and they always burn out because they just don't have the mental fortitude to keep pushing in the face of adversity. They just don't care enough because all they were chasing was the dollar sign, and if you're chasing a dollar sign, there are other ways to make money faster that require a lot less stress. You go into business for yourself first and foremost because you can't see yourself doing anything else. You know, this is what I'm talking about. This is why I say you need to lead with passion first and let the money come as a result of your love for the grind. I have seen many amazingly talented people lose hope because they aren't seeing results. You need to remember why you started doing this. And I hope that's because you love this. I understand that you need to pay your bills. Trust me, I, I pay bills too. But if you're always focused on making money, you'll be chasing that dragon forever. And as we know, you're never going to catch it. It's always going to be more money and more money. The one thing that you must learn, if you do look up to those movies like Casino or Goodfellas or Wolf of Wall Street or Scarface, is it's never enough. It's never enough power. It's never enough money. It's never enough influence. That's what I mean by chasing the dragon. You're constantly chasing for more and more and more. Once you get a taste, you just want more. And if you're in it for the wrong reasons, as all those characters were, it's just never going to work in your favor. I promise you that. And something else I promise is by leading with passion, and I promise this, clients and potential business alike will see your love for the chase and the game. And as a result, they will become instilled with your confidence because you're not money hungry. The money will come with enough time and effort if you're willing to put in both the time and the effort. If each time you create something, you think about how this can make you money, you will drive yourself insane. I promise that. Try to repurpose your ROI from money to value, attention, or happiness. Those things are quote unquote free, 
and still show interest in your business or service. The more of those three things you have, the greater your chance at having a long-term success is. Now, I want to open up, I want to unbox that idea of what I mean by repurposing your ROI from money to value, attention, or happiness. If you change your ROI away from money and you focus on just providing value to the customer, you focus on just gaining attention online, you focus on providing people with happiness, then you're shifting the way you do business. You're shifting your paradigm of what your goal is. Money will come as a result of providing people with something that gives you attention, with providing them with happiness, with providing them with value. By doing so, they want to keep seeking you out. They want to keep recommending you to their friends. Eventually, someone says, hey, I really like what you do, and I like how you built your brand up. Can you please help me build my brand up? Because whatever you're doing works, because everybody's talking about you. A perfect example of this is everybody's favorite new digital marketer, Gary Vee. I mean, I go on about him a lot, but it's because he keeps doing it right consistently. He obviously understands it. Seth Godin's another one. Incredible. Simon Sinek, he's pretty good as well. They're all, they're all very talented and they're excellent at what they do. They market themselves first, and as a result, people see the value in branding. Because they say, I didn't know who this individual was, but I've learned a tremendous amount from them. They've asked for nothing in return, and in the times that they did ask for stuff in return, and I bought their book, for example... I still feel that I walked away with more than it cost me to pay for that book. Do you see like how that's the ROI of happiness, of value, of attention? It's incredible. It, it's such a powerful tool. And as a result, you're talking about them the same way I'm talking about them right now because they provided value to me. And that's what I'm trying to do for you. And it's not to be mischievous or lie to your face. I'm trying to help you guys so you guys can learn from this experience, do something yourself, and pass this knowledge along because we're not in competition with each other. That's the last, you know, this is one more thing I want to talk about. This is a little bit off the cuff, but it's very important. We're not in competition with each other. Everybody can succeed. Simon Sinek can succeed next to Gary Vee, next to Seth Godin. They don't need to compete for the same business. There's more business than there are people offering that service. And that's the same in your industry or whatever industry you're in. So stop comparing yourself to others. Compare yourself to previous versions of yourself. You're not other people, and other people are not you. Now, I know this may seem obvious, but think about it. Like, you don't know what's going on inside other people's lives. So stop assuming and start working, and your results may surprise you. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. If this podcast has provided value to you, please share it with your friends, as maybe it'll provide value to them as well. As I said previously, we get nothing from value other than sharing knowledge and maybe helping each other in the long run. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can find me at spacetree, S-P-A-C-E-T-R-E-E dot C-A, or find me on Instagram or Twitter at spacetreehub, or find my personal account at lbrainstein. I want to thank you guys once again, and until next time, Lauren Bronstein out.